Welcome to the number one podcast covering Michigan State basketball. The Final Four is not in the schedule. Join Rod and me, Eric, as we dive deep into the Spartans to get you prepared for every game. Subscribe today for in-depth recruiting updates and fantastic interviews with today's important college basketball personalities like Robbie Hummel. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I have listened to your guys' podcasts numerous times on drives throughout any Midwestern Big Ten city, so I, I am a big fan of your guys' work. Jay Billis. And next time, hey, if anybody in Michigan wants a December tea time, call me. You wimps won't show up, but I'll I'll be there. I'll be there and play in the cold. And Izzo will be in front of the fire with hot chocolate. Coaches Thomas Kelly. Oh, no problem. Glad to be back, man. Glad to be back. Mike Garland. You just can't sit there and trade twos for threes. You can't do it. You're going to lose. Coming down the stretch, you're going to lose. And more. You won't find better coverage of Spartan Hoops than you will get here. For both the casual and hardcore fan, come along as we take you for a green and white ride. Hey everybody, it's Eric alongside Rod. We're here to discuss Michigan State's 74-65 loss to the Duke Blue Devils in the Champions Classic. Um, before we begin, I'd just like to thank everyone who supports the show financially through Patreon and Substack or one-time payments versus via PayPal, or sorry, Venmo or PayPal. Uh, you can find out ways of supporting the show. We really appreciate it. It helps keep us on the air. You can find out more at thefinalforceontheschedule.com slash support. There you can also find ways to get access to our merchandise, our logo t-shirts and hoodies, which are super comfortable, uh, or the forum uh, that can all be found at thefinalforceontheschedule.com. All right, Rod, so let's talk about the game. Uh, Michigan State Falls 74-65, a game that was um, not a cl- very clean game, especially the start. I was a turnover fast, hardly, and was getting shots off for the first 10 minutes or so of the game. And it was close, and then Duke sort of pulled away, and Michigan State sort of played the same problems that they were early in the f- uh, first two games, really struggled from three despite having wide-open shots. And, you know, some of them you could say were maybe not the best you know, you have Hallman and Hogarth shooting wide open threes, but yeah, I mean, Aikens missed and a that, bunch. And that's, and, a, and that's a really, I don't want to derail you, but that's a really no, important ahead. point. And it's something that I, I planned on talking about. Um, you can talk about open looks. You can talk about open looks. And, and that's true. A lot of them were wide open, but you got the wrong guys shooting them. And so if I'm playing defense against Michigan State, I'm okay for now, at least with AJ Hogard and um, Trey Holloman getting open looks. You'll live with that, right? The guys sure. I'm not okay with are Tyson Walker and Jade Nakins. And I thought in the first half, Duke did a very good job of taking that away. And the shots they were giving up were mostly to the right guys and that the wrong guys for Michigan State. I agree. And, you know, it's it's interesting because we look at Walker, who ended up playing, I mean, had by, I mean, every indication, he had a very, he had a very good game. I mean, he finished with 22 points. He was three for five for three. He had nine to 17 for the floor, uh, an assist, a couple of rebounds, uh, only one turnover, even had a block. Um, the only criticism you'd have of Walker, and I don't know if this, and I don't know exactly the flow of the game in the first half. It was kind of hard for me. To, I always feel I have a harder time in t- on TV getting a feel for it. But I felt like he wasn't as aggressive. Uh, that was partly Duke stopping him, but I think he didn't force yeah. the action. And in the second half, he really forced it, and he really forced all kinds of problems with Duke. And that's where Michigan State made the run when he was just, you know. And then he got going, and he's a player that I don't feel like Michigan State's had a player like him who just gets really rolling and he's just impossible to stop. I feel like we play players like that, but we rarely have them on Michigan state who just, um, 
just gets like lightning, get red hot. Well, I mean, Denzel Valentine had that element, but he was a different kind of guy. In terms mm-hmm. of a player who was even remotely like Tyson stylistically, I'd say you go back to Kalen Lucas. Yeah, that's a it's long been time. A, ago it's for been some a long listeners. time. Yeah, it's <laughs> been a long time. Yeah, I I don't really have too much criticism. I you know I think overall the game it Michigan State got it down to three a couple times in the second half and Foster to his credit I mean really hits big threes for Duke that really Huge. Just, every time every time Michigan State gave it had some like a breath of life in there. He'd hit a big three of his, what, four or five. And I think I'm guessing all five or four of those were in the second half, but I'm not they certain. They were. They were. Almost yeah, it all felt them. like it. He had 18 points. I think 16 of them came in the second half. Um, and by the way, other than Caleb Foster, the rest of Duke was a grand total of two for 17 from three. Yeah. So they needed every one of those shots. But I'll say this. Give Duke credit on this level. We talked about in the first half the wrong guys for Michigan state being left open, right? Duke managed to get the right guy open. Now he's look, he came out of high school with a shooter's reputation. Um, but I, I, I I think that I don't think Michigan state's game plan was probably tilted toward. We got to lock in on Caleb Foster. He doesn't start, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and so, Duke knows what they have, obviously. And so clearly um, that there was that back-breaking shot. I can't remember what the spread was. Uh, I think it was six. And MSU came with a hard double at Filipowski. Really good time for it. It's something they hadn't done. And they came, Malik came with a hard double. And for some reason, Malik went away from it just long enough to give Filipowski a great view of Foster on the arc. And he found him, zipped the ball over to him, shot goes up and he hits it. And that takes a six point game where you're still in it very much to nine where you're really not. It was a huge shot. And, you know, again, credit to them for making a play credit to him for hitting the shots. But I think that was, I don't think, especially the way Michigan State, and we could talk about their overall defense, which I actually think, at least in spurts, was really good. And overall, overall, I would say, was solid regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, There were moments where you see they are not anywhere close to March levels of tightness. They just... They they overhelp. It was something Jay Billis talked about. He was correct. You could see it in the plays he used to illustrate it, where Duke got a little bit of penetration, and it was often a guard overhelps, leaves a shooter, and you know the the threes that Duke hit. I mean Proctor was, what the hell was he? He was one for five from three, but the one he hit was a gift. Yeah, it was an absolute gift. The one Roach hit was an absolute gift. And those are their other two threes besides what Foster did in the second half. (laughs) Those are the only other ones they had. And they were both, I mean, largely those guys could still miss the shots, of course, but they were open shots because Michigan state really isn't fully dialed in yet. I believe they'll get there. Look, I, I would say this. I understand with the level of expectation and, and again, you can't discount the football season's effect on people's psyche. I certainly don't. Yes. But then again, that's not <laughs> the overall expectation because I see this all the time. I've seen yeah. it so many times. 
with Michigan State <laughs> so many times. A November loss. This team's horrible. It's going to be a long year, blah, 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 blah. I am actually coming out of this game. I mean, I would have liked to have seen them win, and I absolutely believe they can beat that team. But oh yeah, I come out of this game feeling encouraged by a few things that have to get better for Michigan State, and I think we saw real signs of progress in some of those areas. So I do not come out of this overly down. I mean, any loss is you'd rather win, but I think there were steps taken tonight. Absolutely, I do. They need to take more, but there were steps. Yeah, I agree. I think the defense is much better. It was, and um, yeah, I think that you definitely saw when the freshman came in. Although, like a guy like Carr can make plays that you know, my goodness, the blocks he was <laughs> he was getting it's incredible. But he was still out of position a lot of times too, right? And those are things that you suspect in a couple months is not going to be as much of an issue. Yep. Uh, same thing, Booker. Uh, you know, I thought overall, I thought the team played pretty well. It was kind of a matter of sh- shots not falling. And yeah, you're right. The wrong people were shooting a little bit in the first half, but there's well, still a number of that Aikens were wide open that he's missing too, right? And yep. those are the ones you expect him to bury. I mean, Hall hit his, uh, hit one in the first half. And um, well, let's go, let's go, let's go through it. So yeah, I want to so go through... talk about, we'll talk about the, go the lines of the different players. We'll start, let's start with Malik Hall. I mean, I'm trying yeah, to, great, great game. Yeah. So 7-11 from the field, two for four. I mean, he's a guy who, I mean, he's lucky he's even starting, right? Uh, two for four from three, two for four from the line. Not great there, but uh, not a whole lot of rebounds. Four rebounds, one off, uh, or sorry, three rebounds, two de- offensive rebounds. Two turnovers, 18 points, really limited foul action in the, he. I mean, he did a lot of damage in not much time. I don't I don't have a minute here with 20, the, 25 the minutes, almost, so, almost 26. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty good, and and guarding and guarding their, I mean, guarding Filipowski a lot of the stage and pretty much neutralizing him. Filipowski, a National Player of the Year candidate, five for thirteen from the floor. Now he was five for seven at the line, had eight rebounds, so fifteen points, eight rebounds. But that's well below what he'd been doing, and I think well below what Duke expects of him this yeah. year. Malik Hall and Carson Cooper basically were the two guys who guarded him tonight and a little bit of Mahdi in the beginning, but basically those two guys. And I thought they both played really, really good defense, but, but getting back to Malik, that's the kind of game you need from him. You know, I thought he was really assertive and confident in the post and two for four from three should at least lead to his mind relaxing a little bit on that stuff. And then you add in a good defensive performance. I don't have a lot of complaints. I really don't. I I love the way he played offensively in this game. I love the way he was patient, working himself into position in the lane and finishing. That is if he can do that on a, on a more consistent basis. And I can already hear the howling using the word consistency (laughs) in relation to Malik call. But if he can, that changes what MSU can do offensively because now it gives them one thing we don't think they have coming into the season, which is a reliable or at least semi-reliable post presence, you know, and it can happen. I've said this for three years running. Malik Hall has a little bit of Aaron Henry in his game. I agree. And 
Aaron Henry, if you remember the end of his junior season, Aaron Henry had become a really good uh, paint score, not necessarily just the low post. Sometimes it came in the mid range too. Malik has some of that in him. And I think he can do that for this team. And if he does, that helps. That's going to take some heat off. Um, Madi struggled in this one. There's, there's no two ways about it, uh, but he only played 18 minutes. And so I think the Carson Cooper playing almost 21 Carson Cooper played the better game and got the majority of the minutes. Now Carson only had four points, but he had eight rebounds um, and three of them were offensive. Yeah. And had a great steal toward the end on an overplay where they were pressing, trying to hang around and find a way to get back in it. It was a nice play from him. And again, he was also, was he and Malik Hall that really tag team Filipowski. And I thought Carson held up really well. I mean, Jay Billis was sending his praises all night and he should have, because that's, you can make a pretty good argument. That is to date, the best game of Carson Cooper's career. Because of everything he did defensively and everything he did as a rebounder. That's where Michigan State needs him. The points from him are a nice bonus. And he'll have better nights than this one. But um, I thought that was a really impressive showing from him. You talked about Tyson Walker um, in the second half, man. He put on a show. And it started to feel like maybe he would be enough to get them over the finish line. And he wasn't. Um, mostly because they couldn't get stops when they needed them. Yeah. Uh, but he was tremendous. And I, I, I said this, I think I said this the last, after the last game, it feels to me and tonight didn't do anything to change my mind on that. It feels to me like he is showing that he is on a trajectory to have one of those senior years that we've seen guys have before Denzel Valentine, um, uh, Travis Trice toward the end of his senior year, Draymond Green. Uh, you know, you can there are a few guys that you can you can think of who had those kind of special seasons. And look, it's not a total shocker because the guy was a second team all American by most people coming into the season. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, he's playing more or less at the level expected. And maybe he's one of the few guys that at least on the offensive end can say that right now. But um obviously there are times where he is a difficult shot maker like few people have on their rosters and his ability to go get you a basket when everything has broken down is very important to have. And that is going to pay dividends for Michigan state this season. Believe it. It will. Yeah. It didn't enough tonight, but it will, that will win them some games, bet the house. I would just say before you go on, just, uh, you know, we had talked earlier in the season and my question to you is, is there another level of Tyson Walker that we haven't seen. And I think we're seeing it. I think we that are. was the, we are right. Cause from, I think you were kind of like, well, maybe absolutely. from last season. Absolutely. But you know, the thing is, I think what I said was there could be, but it would be more that he's a more efficient player. I don't know that the ball will, the offense will default to him. This was what I was going to say. That is a negative. We came into the season believing that MSU had in AJ Hogard and Jaden Akins, two other guys who can very much carry the load as well. And mm-hmm. so I did not think, well, they need Tyson Walker to be a 20 point plus a night guy. I didn't think that. 
the, the way things are right now, that's how it looks. They can't stay that way if Michigan State's yeah. going to be the team that uh, we all think they can be. But for now, that's what they've got. And it's good to know that you've got a guy who can go get his own whenever he feels the need. Um, you know, Jaden Akins, he did hit a three. He missed three others. As you said, there were some open shots. That's disappointing. But I loved the way he competed. Once again, eight rebounds. He is, uh, for a three-game start, he is doing the best job as a rebounder <laughs> MSU has had from a guard since Charlie Bell. And that is high praise. The way he battled in this game had a couple of offensive rebound putbacks for baskets. Yep. He had three offensive rebounds total, all positive. Um I thought he did some good things defensively. There's still at least another gear that Jaden Akins needs to find on the offensive end. He's not quite there yet, but he's coming. Yeah, I believe. Do you think? It, I feel like it's just a little bit him sort of trying to figure out: is he a spot up shooter? Is he a guy who tags yeah. up the dribble? Yeah. I think it's a little yep. bit of unknowing what what he's yeah. supposed to do each possession. Like I think some possessions you're one, and some possessions you're other, and he's trying to kind of figure out the right balance. And you heard Izzo say it. They had the mic in one of those timeouts, and he said it perfectly. You know, the problem was in that first half is that Michigan State got, and this has happened, I think, two of the first three games. They got suckered into, eh, suckered into, that doesn't give Duke enough credit. Duke guarded very well at times, and it put Michigan State in a position where they were settling for a lot of one-on-one basketball. And you know how you know that was the case? 26 made field goals, 12 assists. Yeah, right. That's not reflective of what Michigan State basketball is supposed to be. So there's not enough ball movement. There was not enough man movement. I think once again, they let a team playing well defensively, just as they did against James Madison, kind of get them to be stagnant. And some of that is... Some of that, certainly not all of it by any means, but some of that was Jaden, as you're talking about, I think, and other guys too. Jaden isn't comfortable yet with what he's supposed to be, in my view. That's obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're exact. I totally agree with you on that front. Um, he's got to he's got to figure that out, and that's a process. You know, AJ Hogard. I'm going to ask you first. How do you think he played? Yeah, and I was watching the game thinking, what am I thinking about him? So I thought he played very well defensively, at least uh, the parts where I was focusing on, especially the first half. I mean, he was yep. he was stifling, he was preventing anyone from getting up north and south, right? That, that was, first, that that first was kind 10, of the That first 10 minutes was elite Michigan State defense. Now, they didn't yeah, keep was, it at that level, which is disappointing. But that Well, was they didn't elite. score. If they had been scoring, it'd been a, you'd felt a lot differently about that defensive effort maybe, too, right? I think, right, maybe. Yeah. But I'm just talking about the defensive intensity was right there and he was a big part of it. I agree. Yeah, I mean, he had moments where he he had a one drive where he went down uh, the lane. I think he uh missed his free throw off that it was an in one opportunity. He did. Uh misses three missed the threes are open, but I guess you don't expect him to hit all those and especially the way team's been shooting. I I, I mean eight assists, two turnovers. The one turnover was kind of killer because they were had just got it down to three or five or something. They were kind of making come back and then it sort of went the other way. Yeah, where he uh, over dribbled yeah, he over dribbled a little bit, but you saw what he was looking to do, and I think he just—he was trying to get himself a to wet the spot. rim, which I don't have a problem with. That's why I don't. Yeah. Izzo gave it to him, but yeah, I, I mean, I thought he was—I thought he was much better. He was not great, AJ, but he was 
significantly better than he's been in the, the previous games we've played. That, that's my impression. I agree. This is the second thing. We're just talking individuals. We'll talk some overall yeah, macro right. stuff in a minute. But for individuals, first thing, Malik Hall had a great game, got on track. Second thing, not quite as far down the road to positivity, but this was AJ's best game. And I'm saying that on a night he went one for eight. Now, look, he's got to finish <laughs> better at the rim. Has to. There were some blown shots at the rim where he's got to make them, you know, and that's a huge part of his game. But I thought the way he defended for a lot of that game and the way in the second half, he was a huge part of what got them going offensively. Now, yeah, Tyson Walker had a lot of heroics, but I thought AJ was the best he's been so far at kind of orchestrating the Michigan State offense. Not good enough, not enough where where he can be, but this was a positive step for him. Yeah, I think, and they posted him up that one play too, and I think, you know, they got a foul, and just it was an out of bounds, but it was, that was a good, um, you know, I think that was a good, post-up play they had set up as well. So, yeah, I, th- I I think it's moving the right direction, as you said. We we talked about Carson already. I think his best game is an MSU yep. player, so we'll leave it at that. Um, Jeremy Fears didn't play a lot, just a little over seven minutes. But, you know, you saw that play in the first half, early in the yep. game, where he gets a steal, steal yeah. finishes. That's what Jeremy Fears can bring you. And I love the defensive intensity. Um I just every time he's out there, just keep showing signs. Um, Xavier Booker really didn't play much, just a little under five minutes. I don't think he saw the floor in the second half. Um, It's not a game he's ready for. And the reason is the only matchup you really had for him for a lot of that game would have been on Filipowski. Yeah, and that's not a a matchup he's ready for. You know, you have to find spots like. He's he's not ready physically to guard Orion Young, so you don't have that option to put him on the five. At least I don't think he's quite ready for that. Um, and you couldn't really have him on Filipowski. You know where they played him was when they had an opportunity against some other guys. So you know could he have maybe gotten a little more time against Mark Mitchell? Maybe, but Mark Mitchell was really really giving it to Michigan State in terms of getting himself to the foul line and. I don't know that that uh, that X is ready to guard people without like that without fouling that are that active. Um, yeah. Trey Holloman, you know, he did have that one shot he hit late. Uh, you know, I thought he was all right. I thought he was he was fine defensively. I just I'll say this, man. There, I think they're going to have to at least until the offense starts to feel like it's found an equilibrium. I think too often they're ending up with lineups where it's Trey and uh, Jeremy with somebody yeah. else and Carr. Even Three people Trey, can't shoot yeah, outside. Yeah. Carr. yeah. So you don't have shooters and. Right now, that's not, I, I think, unfortunately. Now, look, I, I look at the minutes. Tyson played 35. Jane played 32. AJ played 30. I can't complain a lot about that. That's more playing time than I thought they were going to have coming into the season. Yeah. You know, on an, and it still may end up less than that on an average basis. But I still think 
and, and this is something that if you want to critique Izzo, and he usually leaves the substitution patterns to an assistant, I'm not sure. Might be might be uh, Mark Montgomery's role now. It was DJ Stevens for forever. Um, yeah. I think there were some moments where. And yeah, you got to get guys a blow. I understand that they're they're not video game characters; they're people. But there were some moments where Michigan State. There was one segment. I think it might have been the one where they got it down to three, and then it went to a stoppage. Came back, and they take Tyson out, who had really keyed a lot of it, and Trey is in. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, I think you gotta until this offense finds a level of comfort. I think you got to find ways to maximize your minutes with with Tyson and Jaden out there together. You know, that's just that's where they're coming up short right now. Um, and that's not Trey's fault. That's not who he's supposed to be, but it's a reality. And then Cohen Carr, you know, he had the one dunk on a lob from Tyson, which was great. Um, had a, had three blocks, and he actually <laughs> hung in there against Filipowski. I, I am not going to lie when they made that move and it was, I think, I think it was, they had Madi out there with him. I think. Yeah. So, you know, Madi can't guard Filipowski and I think they might've had Ryan Young in at the same time. So you needed a big body. Cooper had gotten in foul trouble, I think. And Malik was definitely in foul trouble. And they had that segment where Cohen was guarding Filipowski. And I really thought, oh boy, here we go. Because I thought they would, that Duke would just, which they did. They tried yeah, to they force tried. the Phil ball Pusky, to Phil Pusky, his lips there. And Cohen yeah. just, the, the, the one shot he hit was a joke. It, it looked like he blocked it traffic. and still went in. Yeah, it was through traffic and he just kind of threw it up and it banked in. Okay, great. It, other than that, Cohen really, really bothered him. So that's encouraging. I mean, look, I don't have a lot of criticism of Cohen Carr anyway because he plays so hard. Yeah. He's got he's to continue to get better and more attuned to what his role and responsibilities are defensively, off the ball especially. But um, I, can't, I can't complain about that kid because he's he a difference like a maker. Freshman. Yeah, yeah he's a, he looks like a freshman. He's super talented. You know he's going to be a ton better in a couple months where he's going to be in the right position, and then he's going to really be a problem for for uh, yeah. offensive players and probably defensive players too. Yeah. Because that's the thing, you, like that one where he's just jumped in, was, you know, he just tries to kind of out-athlete people, and I, he tried that a couple times, and he's just not going to do it against Duke. And then right. I think you can get away with it other places. And so, yeah, right. guess what I think contributed to those turnovers. But Right. Um, well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about our uh, brothers of Jesse Gutters, uh, player they had to keep in the gutter, which was Kyle Filipowski. Uh, the bludgers that just do gutters are fantastic. Well, they'll take care of your gutter work, obviously, because that's all they do. Just do gutters. If you have leaves building up or piling up, or you still haven't bothered to clean them out, and you want to get have someone take care of those leaves, or you don't want to come in your ladder, go two, three stories, maybe at your business or at your home, call the brothers at just do gutters. You can get a hold of them at the contact information you'll find below on your podcast player or at the website, the final four is not the schedule.com. Uh, you can contact Greg and his team out in the Metro Detroit area, Kurt and his team in the Metro Grand Rapids area. Uh, they will do fantastic work. They'll come out in just about any weather outside of a thunderstorm, and they'll take care of everything. Uh, they do, uh, again, fantastic work. 10% off, you mentioned Final Four, when you contact them, and they can repair, replace, or just clean out your gutters. Whatever you need done, they will take it because that's all they do, just gutters, and so they specialize in that. 
And so the player was keeping the gutter was Kyle Filipowski. Uh, he's a guy who's, you know, he was averaging 25 points coming into this game and I think 10 rebounds a game or something like that. And I think, I think they did a great job. I mean, he was over four from three. He really didn't stop there. He, you mentioned that kind of like garbage bucket he got. He had a couple, he was five or seven from the line. He, he had eight rebounds, but he was, he had two turnovers, three assists, two blocks. I, you know, they kept him, got him in foul trouble as well. So I think they did a very good job with him. And that's about as good as you're going to do for a guy, a guy like him. Yeah, look, the thing is, they limited Filipowski in a way you want to in order to have a chance to win a game. And believe it, they limited him. He didn't He didn't just go out and play badly. Michigan State was physical with him. They guarded him. They did, They were great, with. I thought, with entry pass denial. For most of that game, they made it very hard. You know, sometimes with guys like that, uh, oftentimes, in fact, the basket is scored, you know, two to three seconds before they actually see the ball because they just establish position that makes it impossible for you to do anything with them, right? And yeah. we've seen that problem at times. You know, I can think of certain games against Michigan or certain games against Purdue, you know, where that was the case. Filipowski isn't quite as big as those other guys I just mentioned or alluded to, but uh, he's big and he's very skilled, more skilled than either of those guys, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that um, Michigan State kept him in check in large part because of the work that they did in the post. That wasn't the only thing they did, but they did that really well. They made it tough for him to get a clean catch. They didn't allow him to set up shop on the spots on the floor that he wanted to get to. So you do those things and it was three guys, you know, I mentioned Malik and and Carson early and then we eventually got around to the job Cohen did in that one segment. So he chipped in too, but overall, all those guys at MSU threw at him, I thought really acquitted themselves well. Yeah. That's a very good effort. Uh, so let's talk about the five keys of the game brought to you by Nudge Printing. If you need printing done for your uh, business or maybe a school fundraiser, you can contact Gabe and his team at Fabricated Customs. They will do all the screen printing for you. They'll do the design if you need it. And they'll set up an online store, keep it open for a couple of weeks. You can raise money or just sell it for a cost. And they do all the shipping. They do all the payments, everything. They make it super simple. So you can... T- Check that out at fabricatedcustoms.com. Or you can just head on over to Nudge Printing if you just want some Spartan apparel or other schools in the state of Michigan. Again, high-quality screen-printed apparel, T-shirts, long-sleeve shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, whatever you need for your tailgating or basketball needs or just heading to the bar, just a regular guy. You can't beat Nudge Printing, uh, great Spartans. So you can find that at nudgeprinting.com. They print all our stuff, and I've got a bunch of their stuff, and it's great. It's the favorite favorite t-shirts of my family uh, so you get 20 percent off if you mention final four at the coupon code at checkout that's just one word final four uh, so first key of the game was a start uh, i'm not sure how to judge this i mean michigan state start was good in the sense that they played really great defense offensively they couldn't get anything done and yeah. but they weren't in a hole so i guess you'd say that was a win pass, pass <laughs> did, yeah i think I, that's probably a good way to put it i thought i thought the defensive effort was the best we've seen this year in those first 10 minutes, I thought they were outstanding. You know, yeah, yeah, Duke was committing a bunch of turnovers, 
and Michigan State wasn't getting credit for those in terms of steal numbers, but they were forcing those turnovers, believe it. All of those walking violations were a result of the way Michigan State's guards especially were getting into Duke. If I'm disappointed in something out of this game, one of the things would be that they weren't able to sustain that. And that's a hard thing to do. I actually... And this would be something I, I wonder if anybody's going to ask is of this in uh, in the post game. Um, I wonder why we maybe didn't see a little more full tilt man pressure. And, and there's mm-hmm. got to be a reason. It may be that he felt that Duke's guards were capable of handling that and maybe exploiting it. I don't know that I believe that. I think. I think if you watch that Arizona game, we spent a lot of time talking about it in the in the pregame, um, in the preview. Uh, Duke's guards, I thought, got handled physically by Arizona, and I wondered if Michigan State could do the same. And I maybe would have liked to have seen that a little more frequently. I mean, they 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 definitely were into Duke early. That again, that's what led to those turnovers. But they weren't able to sustain that. I think that was, you know, you let you let a team like that get comfortable. It's going to be a lot harder. I wonder too, like you know, uh, when it a lot of that full court pressure. Well, you have to you have to score some field goals, and Michigan State certainly wasn't doing that. You got to You know what? You got a first really, half. You got a good point there. You got a good point there. Um, they weren't they weren't in situations where Duke was inbounding the ball under their own basket a lot because of the missed shots. And Michigan State's own turnover problems. Yeah. So and then maybe, you, gotta, you know, second you half, get, you're down you're down double digits and do you want to try and risk that as you know, as I yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's that's a fair that's a fair I point. I, I still yeah, it's just unfortunate they weren't able to to maintain that level for longer. Yeah, when it comes to guard play, just with that's the second key to the game. I think overall, I think, you know, the initially it was very good. I mean, you had you had mentioned earlier that the physicality that do really struggled with and the fact they had trouble going north south and that was clearly the problem they were going sideways and that's what and anytime they try and turn they really are getting eaten up by uh, people helping it with a dig or something like that they're turning the ball over left and right and they really had those the guards relatively neutralized I and mean, they didn't do much of anything until the second half when foster got loose a couple times for some wide open just started hitting some outside threes but he was kind of the only guy who really did much offensively for duke Proctor Proctor ended up with 13 points, but you know, four for 12 from the floor, one for five from three. I'm yeah, not thinking. A- I'm not thinking that they felt like he played a great game. He was. Um. He did have six assists, and he was very good defensively. He was a guy. You know, you talk about Tyson Walker not being particularly aggressive in the early going. That's true, but I think it took him and Michigan State some time to figure out how to get Tyson loose. Cause I yeah, thought Proctor was really good guarding him in that first half. Um, yeah, the guard play it, look, I, you add it all up and it was relatively even. I think the yeah, advantage, Duke, the advantage Duke had is that, you know, they're start they're, they're two starters inside combined for 28 points. And then, um, they got another eight from, uh, from young off the bench. So I I think it was really the point production inside. That was one of the differences if you're looking at it through that prism. Uh, But Michigan state 
I don't think you could say had an advantage at the guard positions. And that's what they needed to have. Yeah. You know, Tyson Walker was the best player on the floor in that game. And Jaden did some things, you know, 11 points, eight boards. You can't, uh, AJ had some moments. Jeremy fears had some moments, but they just didn't have enough to where you could say, well, yeah, Michigan state had a decisive advantage. And this is the thing we knew going into the season. If Michigan state's going to be great, it's because their guards are great. Yep. They haven't been yet. They but haven't I been think, yet. Uh, not collectively, not together, not collectively. Right. But exactly. I, I feel I feel there were some steps from a couple guys in the right direction. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's easy to uh, to forget. Not only does Aikens expect to, his role to change, but I mean, he's he hasn't really played healthy much in game time, right? It's, except you could argue maybe during the NCAA tournament he was kind of healthy, but even then yeah, I feel the like he wasn't 100%. Last year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so it's so it's this is kind of like his first time being really totally healthy and being integrated in the offense. So there's still time. Uh, so third key to the game was the boards. We thought Michigan State could get some work done, and I think they did largely. Uh, I know if you look at the offensive rebound rate, Michigan State rebounded a third of their misses. Duke had 30%. Um, and, you know, Aikens got some. Better, better I feel like a, a lot third, of the, actually. Better yeah. than a third. It was it was uh, 13 out of, uh, what, 37, right? Yeah, 13 misses, out of 37. Yeah, so little, yeah like 34% maybe, so. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it was good, uh, but probably not as decisive as they needed. Uh, but I thought they could have been, I thought they could have been better, but you know what? They had a 16 to 11 edge and second chance points. That's a positive. Yep. And, yep. and they had a better offensive rebounding. It wasn't, it wasn't as decisive as maybe you would have liked, but they definitely had an edge. And I think at both ends, it was encouraging. I really do. Um, you know, the defensive rebounding has been the consistent issue early on and I, except against Tennessee, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was pretty good tonight. Not yeah, perfect. It was, it was pretty good. And, and the offensive rebounding has improved there. There is no doubt about that. This is a, oh my much, gosh. Compared to a last much year? better offensive rebounding <laughs> team. And you're seeing it, you know, you look at this, so you have Carson Cooper and Jaden Akins with three each. Malik Hall had two. Hogard had one. Cohen Carr had one. But the fact that you've got multiple guys cashing in, it's guys we talked about. Yeah. You know, I'm not surprised Carson Cooper is getting some offensive rebounds. I had hoped to see Jaden Akins doing more of that than he is. I've said all along, there are areas where Malik Hall does not measure up to what Joey Hauser provided, but one of them where he's a better player is an offensive rebounder. Not doubt in my mind mm-hmm. about that. And he's continued yeah. to show that in the, even in games where he didn't play as well as he did tonight, he's done that. And obviously also defensively, he's much better moving than, than he's Joey more versatile. Was. He's more versatile yeah. for sure. Uh, so fourth key to the game was pace. So Duke wanted to play it slow. I thought yeah. pace was probably an advantage for Duke in that, that sense. We should say got running a little bit, but you know, most of the turnovers were dead ball turnovers for the most part, so there wasn't much opportunity to run there. Yeah. And uh, Duke had good floor balance. They just really didn't allow a whole opportunity. I mean, Michigan State would try occasionally, but they didn't. They just weren't able to get much going there. And I, I think that was more Duke than probably Michigan State not trying. 11, 11 to 1 in fast break points for Michigan State, which you would say, okay, a 10-point advantage, that's an edge, and it was. And I think that's reflective 
of the difference. Duke doesn't really want to run that much. Um, but the problem is 11 isn't nearly enough. No matter how big the spread is, you want more than that. And I think, I think with where Michigan State's half-court offense is right now, it's really important that they get into transition as much as they can. Because right now they're yeah. just they're not moving. They're not they're not, the screen game is not where it needs to be. Um, ball movement, man movement is not where it needs to be. So the more you can get done in transition, the better. But look, I Duke had problems at times against Arizona. I thought they were really disciplined in this game. I thought yeah, they were very good in terms of floor balance. Yep. So give them credit. Give Shire credit. They did. They did the things they need to do um, in order to cut off Michigan State's transition game. Yep. And finally, number five is find the range. So this is one, like, if you watch just the first half, you're like, well, boy, Michigan State's, you know, they were, I think, two for 12 in the first half, but four for seven or so, I'm guessing, in the second half. Four for six. They were... Four, four for six. six. So they were so they were like two for thirteen in the first half. Yeah, and keep so. in mind, one of those was a late. You know, when the game was out of hand, Tyson Walker had to heave one. Yeah, right. Um, that really doesn't even count in my mind. So they really four for five. Thirty-one and a half percent from three. Not terrible. I mean, it's not very good. Well, it's but not compared good. To, I mean, obviously better than they've good. been. But Way but it's definitely an improvement. Obviously, huge improvement. People started seeing that. I mean, Hall two for four, uh, Walker three for five. That we expect that from Walker. Uh, you know, Aikens one for four. Which you know, if he's two for four, then we are saying it's differently. You know, but right, uh, they they're going to have to hit a bunch in order to get back to their where they we expect them to be by the end of the season. But you definitely can see the signs that this team's they're going to be okay. I think, and you know, Duke struggled from three, so I don't know. I mean, I think it's overall it, it was an imp- I'm. I found it a positive development, even though it was not a great shooting night. Hugely. <laughs> that makes any sense. Hugely positive because of the second half. And it's got nothing to do with, it's only about this. It's something that they can take away from this game and that we know they need and they can feel good about it. Those guys, Malik Hall, Tyson Walker, they can feel even Jaden, because that's his first made three of the year. He was only one for four, but that's the first one he's made. So those three right. guys who have to be shooters for MSU were shooters in this game. Now, they need AJ and Jeremy and Trey to find a level of confidence, too, going forward. But I'm telling you, um, I think... I think that's going to, well, I don't think, I know they needed a half like that because even the first yeah. half was just, again, they were getting open looks, maybe not the guys you want with them. You know, we didn't see a lot of Tyson Walker shooting threes in that first half. Nope. We didn't see a lot of Jaden Akins putting them up. It was Malik Hall hit the first one and then they went a long stretch before I think. Jaden maybe got his in the first I half. Aikens, I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. I think his, it came early too. And then they just missed everything after that. Yeah. But I, so it's hard to remember. it was, it was really necessary from a confidence standpoint that they had a second half where they could feel good about themselves shooting the ball. And then individually that a couple of guys who really need it, you know, need to be producers, Tyson, especially, but also Malik have reasons to come out of this game feeling good about themselves. 
you know, so that will matter. That's what, you know, this is what I meant. There were a number of things. I thought the defense was not perfect, but it was the best they've played thus far. I think the rebounding, the offensive rebounding, not dominant, but solid, gave themselves a chance in that way. I thought that um, some individuals, AJ and Malik, who needed good performances, had a really good one in Malik's case, and at least one that showed some signs of getting his head out of his ass in AJ's. <laughs> and then, to me, the other thing was, as a team, just see some jumpers go through the net. Yeah. Just watch, seeing some shots fall. That All that stuff is important for this team going forward, you know? Um, the negatives, I think the biggest negative, and honestly, when you look, it, it's, it's something when you look at this game, you see Duke did shoot the ball better from the floor, but Michigan state got way more shots. Okay. Yeah. Michigan state out, Michigan state outshot them from three. They did a better job rebounding. Forget the raw totals. Michigan state was the better rebounding team in this game. Turnovers right. were even. So what did it come down to? Well, Duke goes 24 for 30 at the line. Michigan State goes 7 for 12. That's your ball game. Yeah. And that wasn't all late free throws either, right? That's right. That was mostly early. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it wasn't. It wasn't fouling trying to extend the game. It was earned through the course of the game. Now, I will say this. Was Duke the more aggressive team? And did they earn some of that? Yeah. I'll buy that. I thought, I thought the whistle. There were times that I had to check my eyes and make sure that's not Shashevsky over there, is it? Because <laughs> they can't be giving this guy those calls, meaning non-calls mostly. I didn't object a lot to the calls where Michigan State fouled Duke. I did think that Michigan State did not, even on some plays where they actually ended up scoring. Some of yeah. those putbacks they had, Malik's, there yeah, should have been a foul yeah. call. Yeah. There should have been a foul call first. They let a lot of stuff go against Michigan State. And, you know, Jay Billis spent a lot of time talking about, well, the more aggressive team earns that. But okay. And Michigan State settling for jumpers. Some truth to that, for sure. But not the whole truth. I just, I, I wonder about that. That's, it's one thing, it's easier you don't ever accept it. You don't ever want to see it or like it, but it's a little easier to swallow when it's Shashevsky there. But it's like, look, just because the name is the same on the front of the jersey, this guy hadn't done to earn that, you know, <laughs> meaning Shire. So yeah. come on with that stuff. Let's see a legit, let's see a legit whistle on contact around the rim. I just, I did not think it was called the same both ways. Yeah. It's always tough to say one team's more aggressive uh, you know, or taking it at the other team when you're getting out rebound, like out offensive rebounded, right? Like that's a good sign right, of aggressiveness. Exactly. So it's hard I, to say that that team's being passive. I think. Well, I I do think this. I think that Duke was better over the totality of the game at driving the ball um, to the rim. Uh, they got more done that way, creating kind of. And look, Filipowski in particular. Is a ton. He only had, I mean, seven free throw attempts is not crazy for him, but that's a guy that's going to live at the line. I mean, he's yeah. just hit with his, the size he has and the way he can move put together. That's a problem. That's going to, you're going to have to foul him some to guard him. 
But, you know, I just felt, I mean, Michigan State, this is interesting, you know, the Duke stats have a fouls drawn stat. And Michigan State, you know, drew six fouls. And you've got Malik Hall with six, Tyson Walker with five, nobody else with more than two. Um, I think a lot of guys, I think AJ, I think Jaden some, um, weren't rewarded the way they should have been. Let's put it that way. Now, enough to make a difference in winning or losing? Probably not. But but the line is clearly where it was won. And so you give you give Duke credit. You know, we said coming into this, well, the question marks that are there seem to be there early with Duke would have to do with um, are they physical enough and can they withstand physicality coming at them? I think they've got to feel really good about that coming out of this game because I think they absolutely, particularly their guards, I think were up to the challenge physically. They struggled with it early and then they settled in and I think they gave Michigan State some problems at the other end for their, you know, on on, on the other side of the coin. You know, I thought Duke's yeah. guards were physical defensively. So, you know, give, they've got to feel good about it. They did some things they didn't really do against Arizona. Um, but again, I think overall, I come out of this feeling that there were some signs of progress from Michigan State. And as I said at the outset, how many times have we seen this? It's November, man. You mean the season it's being November. over and we're be, like yeah. struggling to get into the tournament? Yeah. Is that what you mean? But just, but I mean more. <laughs> Forget idiots. Just Michigan State not nearly as coherent as you'd like in the middle of November. I've seen this so many years I've lost count. The the, the fact of the matter is I can think of, let me think about this, 2000-2001 was a massive exception to that. They were unbeaten in the non-conference. Um I'm trying to think if there have been any others. Not a lot. Was Denzel's year, or they lost a game. Yeah, Denzel. Denzel's year. No, that's a good point. Denzel's year, but they didn't play quite. You know, they beat Kansas. Yeah, that the triple double against Kansas that just, in the yeah. Champions Classic, and then you know they really didn't play a lot of heavyweights in the non-conference. Yeah, if you remember, right. that was a year where just for whatever, like I think they played UCLA. In maybe in the wooden class, somebody was out there was not as good as expected, but whatever. There's been yeah. a very small number of seasons where Michigan State has looked really dialed in early. Um, you could even argue before the injuries hit. I thought last year they looked very dialed in those first three games, four yeah, games. Until, yeah. And then the injuries took over, and so we don't know what that would have looked like had they been healthy the whole way. But what we're seeing right now, even when people talk about, you know, well, they've got all this experience, and you know, and uh, and and these guys have played for Izzo for all this time. How can they look this disjointed? I don't know, but I've seen it more times than I can count, <laughs> and I've also seen where it gets to in March. You know, oh, yeah. so are you saying they've lost a champions classic game and end up in the final four before? Yeah, of course. Like what, and two or three and, times, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's happened. It's happened. Uh, well, let me think about that. Yeah. One. Two. 
I can think of at least two where yeah. that's happened. The la- the two most recent Final Fours, I believe, I believe that's the case. Um, so you know, it's not it's not worth losing your mind over. I think you have to take a look at the bigger picture. And I understand the criticism. And if I believe me, if Tom Ezzo had an answer, if I had an answer, I would say it. He absolutely would. Does he, does he want to come out and feel like his veterans seem to need to learn how to play together all over again? No, but I've seen this over and over and over and over and over. It is, it is something that is a hallmark (laughs) negatively of Michigan state (laughs) basketball but you can't forget it. And you also can't, you also have to take, I think, a little bit of a deeper view as I tried to in discussing this game, because I really believe it. I'm not trying to just buck people up. I really believe it and say, I'm seeing signs. I saw some things in this game that I think bode well for this team eventually getting to where we all want them to be not enough and not nearly all the way there yet, but there were absolute signs of progress. You, anybody listening to this knows I came out of those first two games, not feeling very positive. You were kind of angry about this like team. One might say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not angry about this. I'm disappointed. They couldn't find a way to win. I'm disappointed with the offensive stagnation and the, uh, for basically the whole first half. Those things disappoint me, but I wasn't disappointed by effort. I mostly wasn't disappointed by focus. And I saw some, I'll go back to, I remember I, I used to just always be endlessly entertained by any kind of media coverage on any big stories, usually really funny, the stupid stuff that gets repeated over and over and over. But I'm reminded of coming out of the, um, the great recession, 2008, there was this line that used to get trotted out whenever there was a little bit of positive news and it could just be a little bit. They would use the line, well, there are some green shoots showing, <laughs> meaning grass is starting to break through. It's, it's, it's early April, late March, and we're starting to see some signs of grass. We're coming out of it. I, I think I saw some green shoots tonight. I think I did. I'm be interested. You know, we're recording this soon after the game. I haven't had a chance to look at Izzo's post game. I'll be interested to see how he felt about it, but I'm going to be a little bit surprised if he doesn't see some positives to take away from this game. I certainly saw them. I, I don't remember who it was. I want to say it was Goodman who uh, had a tweet earlier this, this evening or afternoon saying one of these two fan bases, Duke or Michigan state is going to, is going to think the world is ending, you know, right. <laughs> because they're going to start the season one and two. <laughs> So, yeah, but you know what? Had to. Here's the thing: at, at Michigan State, what ought to carry you through is if any fan base in the world knows that's not the case, it should be this one. Okay, you think? Do you think? Duke normally over and again, it's a new regime, it's a new era, but over the the Shashevsky era, um, Duke is not a team that has struggled typically in November. There are certain teams, certain programs that usually have it together early on. And in rare occasions where they don't, it's usually a really bad sign. I'm not sure how much they've got together. I think they got a lot to be encouraged by tonight, but you need to see it sustained. Of course, same as with any team, but um, yeah, if they were one and two, I could understand their fan base 
reeling, you know? So we'll see. I mean, look, the next one up's Butler. Not going to be an easy game, but it's at home. I think they've got some things to really, truly build on from this, and we'll see how they respond. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, well, we have a quick turnaround here. We'll we'll be back soon with a that uh that episode again a reminder just to check out the brothers suggest you gutters if you need gutter work on your residential or commercial uh real estate also you go to nudge printing at nudgeprinting.com for any sort of printing needs you have or spartan apparel or other collegiate apparel that is a college in the state of michigan outside of the one in ann arbor uh and you know don't try and steal our signs so uh, i guess until next time the final four is on the schedule go green